Hey everyone, this is Chris Denton from the Chris and Sandy Show, and as always with the State of the Music Business Show, I kind of don't have my sidekick. I, usually it's just me doing it, and Sandy's listening though, but it's just me doing it this time. But I miss my sidekick. But today we have an awesome, awesome executive, because as you know, our goal each week is to bring executives from the business side of music, because everybody gets interviewed of, you know, an artist and all that, but a lot of people don't understand the music side, where it's been, where it's going and all that, so we just thought, you know what, let's do something different, and I feel like this is a little different. Who knows, this could be a conference one day. It's one of our goals, but anyway, for further ado, um, Jill Pavel, you here. Hi, Chris. Thank you hey, so much for having me. I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather there? Uh, it's sunny today, but it is winter, so just like everybody else, I'm counting down the days, Chris. <laughs> yep, I can't wait till spring. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, that's going to be my hard thing about, because eventually we're moving to Nashville, and I keep thinking, oh, God, I've been a Georgia boy all my life. And I guess all my life since, you know, I, since 14, I've lived in Savannah, but before that, we lived in all over, because my dad was military, and five years in Columbus, also Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I've always been in South. So that the well, winter is what's going to hurt me. <laughs> well, just the opposite for me. I've I've always lived in the North. I am living in Nashville. Oh well. Uh, part time now, but will be full time in a couple of months. And for me, you know, I, I welcome this the weather down in Nashville because <laughs> the seasons are shorter. The winter's not as brutal. So uh, I'm looking How's forward the to being there. Uh, you know, we have humidity in the north, too, so, I mean, 90 degrees is 90 degrees no matter where you are. Because <laughs> this year, because, you know, I've been watching, cause I, the, the one thing that I was like, well, I may be giving up my winters, but at least it'll be a little cooler in the summer. And I watched this whole summer, this past summer, and I've watched, and I'm like, my God, they're as hot as Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize Nashville was kind of still had the humidity like Savannah and all that, so I guess I'm not going to escape that. I thought I would escape a little bit, but <laughs> well, Na- Nashville falls into the hair cap hair product capital of the world in my book. So, so hey, I want to thank you and and Sandy for what you guys are doing. Um, it's it's really nice to see platforms pop up, especially to support the indie artists um, and and all the different genres, and I think mm. it's great and. We all should be celebrating all of these opportunities that are being presented to the artists. So thank you. On behalf of the artists I represent, we, we very much appreciate you guys. Well, we definitely appreciate that. We're, you know, of course, like anything else, when you start a new business, it's like, okay, when's the next, when's the first dollar going to come in? And, you know, got to build the foundation first. And, you know, so we, you know, we feel like we, we, we're living the life of an artist. Because as you know, most of these artists, they got to do side gigs and do this and do that to stay afloat so they can build their musical business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're in the I, same boat. I mean, well, and I mean, and you can't look at it like a negative in any kind of way. I mean, you have to have passion yeah. for what you're doing. And sure enough, just oh, like an artist, if you're working in the music industry and, and you cannot yeah. financially support your platform, then go out and work and, and, and build. Just keep building. Yep. and. You know, it's 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 definitely a positive, but it's no different than any other business. You have to start somewhere, oh, and 
building a new business, you're going to be investing more money into building the business than and than taking money. So that's oh, that's definitely. how you grow. So oh, just definitely. keep going. Now, yeah, I've been in the business world for years, so I definitely had some things work, some things not. So I, you, you name it, we've probably done it because we've done everything to stay afloat and, but until mm-hmm. we found the passion that we have. Because, again, you know, the, the thing that we're trying to do, do is, you know, with us being a married couple, we've been trying to find that one avenue. Because most people don't know, most people think different than we do on this. This is just our way of thinking. You know, we're a 24-7 couple and been that way 17 years of our life. We can't imagine life any other way. So we've been – we would try this and try that, but some things we would do, and I'm passionate about, and she's not. But she would still stand by and say, well, hey, if this is going to work, let's just do it. don't matter. But we've been trying to find that one thing that can combine both of our passions, and we finally found it through New Country Media. Well, just like I would say to any artist, if this is truly your passion, don't quit. Just keep breaking down the doors. So, we're, you know, as we get into your, you know, a little bit about you, tell us a little bit about your company, what you do for artists, and what your background is leading up to what you do now. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I call myself an accidental tourist in the music industry. When my son was in high school, he did a singing uh, competition on television on Bravo TV, and he grew up in the musical theater world in the New York, New Jersey area. And and you know we suddenly he he won he won the competition he did, and he was thrust into the limelight. And as his I guess oh, wow. what do we use that term? I was his momager. You know, I, <laughs> it was important for me to understand this business that that, mm-hmm. that he was delving into. You know, he was immediately offered contracts from labels and you know lots of opportunities presented themselves to him and you know I was I was steering that boat for him and it was very important for me to understand what he was getting into because how can you help somebody without actually having you know the knowledge of how to navigate you know you know Mm. where you're going so I at the time was a business owner I owned a business for 13 years a, a, a retail front operation and I was blessed to be able to delve into an internship with a distribution company. Actually, it was one of the companies that offered him a, a deal, and I, I, worked, uh, I worked my way into that company, and through my working for that company, and I'll always be grateful, that is where I started um, my foundation in the music industry. Um, I worked for a digital distribution company. So, you know, along the way, I started doing side work, and, you know, my background is, is PR marketing, and, and obviously, you know, the work that I was doing was, was looked upon in a positive way. So it just organically happened that I developed <laughs> a record label. It just happened. And here I wow. am, seven years later, I have three independent record labels. Um, mm-hmm. I have a music magazine that's been in operation since 2014. I also just recently started a public relations company. So um, it's crazy, but, I, you know, I live this life with passion, and every step that I've made to grow has been on behalf of the work that I do for the artists. And I, I just love working with the artists. I work with some great people, as you know, and I have a great mm-hmm. team of people definitely, definitely. around me. And and we just you know just opened up yeah, our offices you, in Nashville. You got such a strong team around you. I didn't know you were the owner. Ah, uh, well, because 
you know, when you actually have really good people working with you and you're a team, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm only as good as the people that I surround myself with. And, yeah. and believe me, it took many years to find the right people that had the same passion and drive and understand that you have to put in work before you become, yeah, exactly. you know, a big deal. And, and so I embrace and celebrate the, the, the people that I work with and that support all these different companies. I've got Robin Beers, who is the editor-in-chief of my magazine. I work with Kat Lauer mm-hmm. um, and, and Brittany Stearns over at Publicity Nation. So there, there's just so many people that, that, you know, I have learned. That's, that's very important, Chris, <coughs> is to surround mm-hmm. yourself with people that have the same passion as you do but also have the same work ethic. And I say this to all of my artists, but also the people I work with. I don't want to work with you unless you're willing to work as hard as I am. Period. Bottom Amen. line. Exclamation point. So, and I'm blessed. And, and now, it took many, many years. Now, just out of curiosity, because um, something that we're going to be launching down the road is why I'm about to ask this question. This kind of came up as you're talking about all this and different things you do. Do you think that in this day and time, the right with the right niche, that a print publication can still be launched and make it. Well, I, that's that's a general question. I would have I I would say to you, um, it's based on the business plan that you've developed, and that goes for artists too. Very important for yep. artists to understand that they are the creative force behind the music that is made. Um, but the team that you surround yourself with, you know, are it's a business. Yeah. Music is a business. Yeah. And so I would, I would, it would depend on what the goal of the magazine is. For me, I got, I got involved um, in a partnership in a magazine and ultimately mm. became the owner uh, oh, a couple wow. of years ago. And, and my goal for, at the time wasn't to make money and sell advertising. Yeah. I had no interest in that. The brand. It, it, it wasn't even about the brand. It was, you know, I had already started my labels and I mm-hmm. saw the magazine as a vehicle for me to learn yet another aspect of the music industry. Okay, that makes and, sense. And yeah, and really understand and you know how how do how do people get their their artists into these magazines? So it started out mm-hmm. from a learning experience oh, wow. and and it grew and it developed. So I think everybody has a different business plan yeah. for our magazine. We're not we're not doing the magazine to make money. We truly have developed a magazine that. We share news and features, but we also have a very open space for independent artists. We like to yeah. share new music, and, and we, like, see, we like – Because our sorry, idea kind of we, – we actually own risingcountrystars.com, mm-hmm. and I just thought if, if, a, if a hardcore country fan was to walk by a newsstand and see the title Rising Country Stars, they'd at least pick it up I would, because of the name. And, and, and the goal of the magazine would be to showcase not necessarily the smaller artists because we have that cover. We have that covered with you know New Country Buzz, the Chris and Sandy show. But the magazine would be more or less to cover the people that are at the edge of breakthrough. They ain't mm-hmm. breakthrough yet, but they but they um but they're at the edge. You know, like a Cody Johnson. You know, although he is pretty much breaking through now, but you know, kind of like a Cody, a Gabby. People that are really, really at that edge, but they haven't quite broken through yet. That's kind of where mm-hmm. we would go with the magazine, kind of ideal. Well, see, I'm a businesswoman, and I really – I love the idea that you wanted to talk business with me and share a conversation with your listeners. 
as a businesswoman, the first thing that I that that I responded to when you said risingstars.com. Mm-hmm. Countryrisingstars.com. Countryrisingstars.com. What a great domain. So the businesswoman in me went back to the beginning part of our conversation when you said, "Yeah, we're really struggling, you know, fiscally. This is a hard endeavor." I put that domain up for sale and use that money and fund it into a platform that you're already working on to grow. That's just how that's how my mind thinks. We could do the. You never know. We could go that route because again, you know, because I remember because I remember last (laughs) when we first launched um, New Country Buzz. My tagline has been news, reviews, and interviews of rising country stars. Mm-hmm. And the whole reasoning behind the domain was, I was like, ooh, right, since my tagline has rising country stars in it, somebody could probably undercut me a bench one day. So, and so I was like, I wonder who owns that, risingcountrystars.com. So I went, to, went in a GoDaddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, nobody owns it. Like, well, I do now. You know, because I couldn't believe that that domain was, Never taken rising country stars. Mm-hmm. And that was really a whole reasoning why it was, had nothing to do with other other ideas. It was really to lock in our tagline so that nobody copies that term. Mm-hmm. As a business model, of course, because of course, if somebody created this whole big thing called rising country stars and we got that in our tagline, not that it would really matter, but to me, it matters a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a you know, person. it's. it's- it's interesting talking to you, and it's great. It's It's been fun to watch you guys grow, you know, just seeing the work that you're doing, and you guys are you, you're really connecting with good people. I saw you had Joe Kelly on, and, you know, he yeah, runs a awesome. reputable business. Yeah, he's, a, he, 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 he's very somebody I very much admire in the industry. I admire so many people in the industry. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I just heard from you that you said really tr- it triggered something in me is, you know, mm-hmm. somebody might undercut me. And, and, you know, I say this to people all the time. This is a big, big industry. Yeah, and it doesn't just reside in Nashville. I see a lot of people in country music, they, they, get, they get caught up in Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. And Nashville, obviously, is the heart of country music. We all understand yeah. that. However, there will. are so many other markets out there that cover country music. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the process of Texas, building another your one. brand, Texas, absolutely. And, and I, I always say Texas, there's two countries in country music. There's the United States <laughs> of America and then there's Texas. <laughs> but, 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 you know, even Texas is opening their doors to non-traditional um, country music at this point, yeah. because it's a, music is always a changing evolution. And, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's really important for people to understand we're not, we, you shouldn't operate in your mind from a state of competition. What you need to do yeah. is just focus on what just you're doing. Is, yeah, focus on your goal, your mission. There is so, there's so many opportunities out there for people in the music industry and, and mm-hmm. not just the artists, but people who, you know, go to school for this or who – you know, get into the business of the music business. Mm-hmm. We don't have to operate from a state of competition. There's yeah. there's plenty of room out there for everybody to find success. It's it's mm-hmm. just that simple. I admire yeah. people that have had more success than me, and and it drives me to continue to grow. And you know, but I never look at other record labels or other PR companies as competition. I celebrate the work that they do. You know, yeah. I love seeing 
my colleagues in the industry, uh, you know, develop new programs and, and, and get their artists into really cool outlets or, you know, it, it's just inspiring. So mm-hmm. for a long time, I operated, you know, head down and just kind of keep going. I, I, I got to be as good as these people. And then I finally <laughs> realized, Chris, that it's not about being as good as other people. It's doing the best job you can do. And people yeah. will like you and people will not like you. For me, where I'm at right now, I don't really pay attention to people who don't like the work that I do. <laughs> I pay attention exactly. to the people that celebrate the work that I do and appreciate it because my success is dependent on the work that I do, period. Yeah, yeah you know, something that was just popped in my head that um, as you were talking about that, um, somebody gave me, I guess, really to me the best advice before we launched the Chris and Sandy show. Um, a friend of mine who's been in radio and all that told me, because I asked him, you know, you've been around this for a lot. What's one piece of advice you, you could give? And he said, um, I'll tell you what, don't worry about people that won't like your show. You're going to have those. He says, worry about the ones that will like it. because it, and he, says, he says, but the only way to get the ones that will like your show is to stay authentic on your show. Mm-hmm. If you come off. If you come off as this fake person who's running a show for money, mm-hmm. people will see through that, and the wrong people will like your show. And then when that mask comes off, you'll lose everybody. But if you start out with no mask, be authentic, then the right audience will come. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and listen, I don't know that there's a wrong or a right audience. It's, it's really interesting that you brought this up because – there are people that start business ventures and media outlets as a vehicle to make money. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't yeah. make them wrong. It's just as long as they're authentic and they put it out there, we charge for features. We charge for this. There, there, mm-hmm. There's this whole underground renegade movement of people, and I've seen it a lot in the Nashville area. We're here for the independent artists, and we're going to fight for them. They should never pay for anything. I want to talk about CMA for a minute. This this is important to me. You know, I, okay. I have seen reputable people and non-reputable people have their mm-hmm. heads torn off um, mm-hmm. leading up to the CMA Fest week for how dare they charge artists to perform during CMA. And and mm-hmm. I've always sat back and and thought to myself, why wouldn't they charge? If they're mm-hmm. not a record label that's supported by internal funds to showcase your work, why shouldn't they charge for you to come and, and be a part of their showcase? And here's why. CMA mm-hmm. is not a four-day event for the people that work behind the scenes. For some people, it's a year-long event. For some of yeah. these people that run showcases, it's months and months of their time organizing, preparing, scheduling, and then actually being there the week of. So – during that week that these these music industry people are in mm-hmm. the in the in the city, they are not at their desks doing their normal work, which rent, which generates their funding. They are coming mm-hmm. out of pocket for banners and signs and whatever yeah. marketing that they've chosen to do. So I don't always look at things the way it's presented by certain people. I like to take a step back and I look at that. the big picture, you know, because uh, to me. If there's somebody, let's say a, a radio personality or a media outlet that wants to host a showcase and they need to cover their expenses, you have a choice as an artist. You can say, yeah, yeah, okay. I, that's yeah, true. Yeah. You, you know, I, 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 I remember I, I remember the Iceman did that. 
a really great guy, and he got blasted. And, well, and, and I'm going to stop I, you right there, and and most of the people that are listening are going to applaud me for saying this, but you know go, go uh, that was it. a very that was a very different scenario. Um, mm-hmm. That that was what, what him doing the showcase wasn't wrong. It just he just had been for so long pissing people off in the industry okay. that that was that was the one that they jumped on, and and he was actually ran out of town. I remember oh, seeing okay. John Rich calling him names on Twitter. <laughs> And and listen, See, I wasn't happy now. about it. Right. And and I wasn't happy about it because in that mm. instance, I didn't think that the Iceman was wrong for having a showcase. Maybe some of his other business ventures weren't the nicest okay. things in the world. But, you know, we tend to be the judge and jury. I, I always feel that if people spent more time <laughs> working on their own business ventures instead of worrying about other people, there would be so much yep. less drama in the industry. But we Amen. are working Amen in a world of – that. We we are working in a music industry that is filled with creatives and dreamers and different personalities. And, you know, I used to be very affected, Chris, by some of the things that I heard and saw. And you got to put your big, your big girl and boy boots, pull them up, you know, take a step back and look at the big picture, you know. And, and I, I'm not here to – if I made a choice in my life to be a authoritarian or – run the brigade of let, let them stand up for all the indies of the world, then that would be a choice. But, you know, yeah. I, this is a business. And music people yeah. that work hard and get up every day, just like artists, and leave their families behind to go, go do a job, they need to be appreciated a bit more and, and, and not mm-hmm. have, you know, not have people just cast stones at them. But, you know, it's the world yeah. we live in. It's the social media. So and, you make a choice. Do you pay attention to it or do you just ignore it and move on and focus on yourself? And I love that you're bringing on it because the whole purpose of this show is not to be politically correct. I don't want mm-hmm. any of our executives that we bring on to come in and say what everybody wants to hear. I don't. Mm-hmm. I want this show to be a dialogue between me and you on issues that people are facing out there, whether people agree with it or not. I love everything that you have said because, again, that's what this show is about. Let, let's open that door to dialogue. That's why one, one of the things we want to do with this show eventually, and Joe Kelly loved the idea, is, is as we get enough executives, we'll know what, what kind of where everybody stands on different things and all that mm-hmm. and put on like a state of the music business conference. We bring in a lot of the executives. That way artists can come in and hear the truth You because know, people don't hear the truth anymore. And we mm-hmm. just spoke so much truth already. I think the the first few minutes of, of this call was could probably help almost every artist out there already. Well, that makes me happy. And listen, a lot of people don't like my truth. I've got, I've got a hater out there who's <laughs> writing blogs about me. And, you know, I'm oh, not wow. affected by that. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. And, and somebody told me a long time ago, a long time ago, being all four years ago, it's the first time I started to feel the effects of, starting to find success that was recognizable in the industry. And for the most part, I have been so supported by people who are are, are working hard every day in this industry, and I appreciate that Mm -hmm. so much. But you're always going to have those few people. And and this is my thing. I don't take crap Mm -hmm. from anybody. I just don't. I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to be disrespected. And most Mm -hmm. of the people that probably don't like me have probably come up against me saying no. No is a very strong word. No is a very strong word. You know, I, I'm I, I'm a very nice person. I, I, yeah. I can be almost 
you know, I can lean towards empath, but in business, mm-hmm. you cannot be that person. You know, yeah. artists tend to have this idea, a lot of them, especially that aren't schooled in the music industry, that, you know, I am the best country singer, that I've been told I'm the best at this, or I'm the <laughs> best pop singer. And that's great. Mm-hmm. You, you are. In your world, you're the best. And yeah. that doesn't entitle you to have mm-hmm. or expect that the world is going to jump on your I'm the best bandwagon and say, hey, I'm here to make your career for you. Do you know how many <laughs> phone calls I field from people that just want, you know, they know I run labels and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll spend 20 minutes on the call getting to know this person because I'm interested in them. Only, oh, yeah. well, we were just really looking for somebody to book us. You know, or, oh, wow. you know, oh, you're not going to pay for all my records. You're not going to pay for my career. Well, my response to that is, as a businesswoman, sometimes I do invest in my artist's career. That's my choice. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't. You know, there there is that level of development that needs to happen. You know, if I'm putting my money on the line for an artist, that means that as a, as a business person, I understand and I believe in my, my own ability to help mm-hmm. them succeed. That's that's really what it's about. It's not about a paycheck. It's about you know using using the money that we earn wisely as a vehicle to build yeah. your own business. And no industry executive on any level, whether you are a startup, a medium sized company, or a major label, nobody should have to apologize for seeking success. We are all here for the same reason. Together, collectively, you find your people and you work together mm-hmm. as a team and you grow forward. And that's how this industry. That's where you see success start to happen in this industry is when people are working smart. That is awesome. So as we shift gears a little bit, what do you think about the whole issue of women in country radio right now with all the, huh? what's going on? Oh, come on now. i got to give them a plug. <laughs> you know I work with the highway women. Go for it. I work with I work with many women, um, and, and – <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a very, I have two-sided viewpoint on this. Um, mm-hmm. One is the, the understanding and belief that yes, women are being shortchanged on country mm-hmm. music radio, one hundred percent. And again, shout out to my friends at CMT, you know, for for being the first to step up and say, hey, we're going to do fifty-fifty airplay. That that's a step forward, and that's that that gives us hope. But yes, our we've given more women than men airplay. <laughs> right. And we can, as women in the industry and as female artists, we can stand uh-huh. here and jump up and down on our feet all day long. But there's a, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of information that people don't understand while they're jumping up and down. Did you mm-hmm. know that the radio demographic is driven by women? By I'm young glad women you brought between, that up. Between the because ages of 18 and 23 years old. So, you know, a lot of what happens on radio is actually determined by the, the female fans that love their big stars, that love their Tim McGraws and their Jake Owens mm-hmm. and their FGL and all the people we all love, too. We all love them and yeah. celebrate them. What, what, what also needs to happen, aside from standing up and, you know, saying, okay, this is wrong, people. This has got to change in using our voices. There, there's that whole we need to step into action mode. And I think mm-hmm. this, is a, this is my perspective that, yes, it's not right and it's wrong. And I believe that mm-hmm. the, 
the companies that 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 are are behind all of these radio stations should be paying attention because the next mm-hmm. thing that happens usually when a movement is started is action. And how do we go yeah. into action as women and men supporting women in music? We need to to grow and and find those female fans and and let them love the music that they're listening to, but make them love your music as well too. People don't yeah. just buy music, you know, because they hear a song on the radio. Let's be realistic. We live on social mm-hmm. media, and that is a, yeah. a feeding ground right now for indie artists, especially female artists, to be able to use their own platforms to to speak to the women fans and supporters that follow them, ask them to get behind their cause of of having their local radio stations play them. That that there's action that has to happen, not just words. Yeah. Yeah, because I guys, and in fact, Joe Kelly, me and Joe was talking about this whole issue, and he talked said the same thing you said. He says, he says he he sees both sides because again, it's a business decision too. And he he said that he's got the he he's got all the statistics down to a T, where the average age is thirty four women who actually buy the country music stuff, not music in general. Absolutely. Little down the country, and he says if you're a woman. And you don't cater to that to that that if you don't make her feel like your she's your music, she's going to that guy every time. He said that's what those radio stations see. They see those numbers. Because I told him about the whole CMT. We were talking about the CMT, mm-hmm. and he says, and he said, I'll be honest, it might not be a good. He said, it sounds like a good move, but mm-hmm. if the number, if the stats prove right, it could be a disaster down the road. Hmm. If the, like you well, said, if the stats prove right. Listen, the, and, and you're going to have them on your show soon, so I don't want to say too much and take their dialogue <laughs> away. But, you know, the Highway Women just put out a song that was actually written and created and geared towards women and girls. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome. empowerment song about, you know, I love God songs Made like Me that. Right. Yeah, it's called God Made it's Me Right. really and, good and song. The, and the, Purpose behind this song is for women and, and girls to accept and love themselves because we live in this plastic world of, you know, these kids are exposed especially to social media. They think they have to airbrush themselves to get ready for school now. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids as young as 11 are like, I want fillers, Mommy, for Christmas next year. It's, 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 wow. it's, a, it's a sad reality. So, you know, mm-hmm. they purposely put this song out. Interestingly enough, though, we've had mm-hmm. a massive response from men as well. Um, and, and actually, they just posted on their social media today. People have been sending mm-hmm. in videos to them, telling them how much they appreciate the song and what it meant to them. And That's awesome. they got a video last night from a gentleman. Are you ready? In, in Honolulu, Hawaii, sent them a video, and they posted <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. So, you know, we can jump up and down and be mad about it. And I'm glad that there's a lot of awareness being raised right now. I'm not saying that that shouldn't mm-hmm. be happening. It absolutely should. Yeah. But really, what needs to happen is talk is cheap. We need to jump into action, and all the females in this universe need to start really catering themselves and, and, and spending time with their female supporters and fans and, and asking them what they want to hear from them. You know, that's a big yeah, part exactly. of it. And I'm not saying that the, the, the overall blame of us not being on the radio is on the females themselves. It's not. But yeah. it's just the, it's it's the reality, you know. It's the reality of the situation, like Joe said. And there are things mm-hmm. we can be doing to be more proactive and communicating with women, sharing that we're having a hard time getting on the radio. Help us. So mm-hmm. within each of these artists' world, 
they do have women that support them. And I've seen a lot of really great men artists and men supporters out there also jumping on the bandwagon. So there's a lot of hope there. Yeah. But we can't just rely on radio to make our careers. I mean, let's be real. You know, what Brandy Carlisle started last year and major hand clap to her. So funny, people, when she launched the high women, people, my phone blew up and, my God, she's stealing your idea. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> They're like, what is you? And, and I was so happy because, you know, here, she didn't take our name because we already movement. had it. Yeah, and that was a very respectful thing to do, especially since she's launching this indie movement for women in mm-hmm. music. So we applaud her for that. But Brandy and, and Marin have really opened up a lot of doors, you know, with that project, The High Women, and then Next Women of Country. And, you know, you look at the award shows now, there's a very heavy presence of females. So if we can keep doing more of that and we keep putting ourselves out there and talking about mm-hmm. it and, and talking with the fans, not at them, go go request us. No, talk with them. Explain yeah. why. Help them understand what's happening out there. And it, it all eventually change. But, you know, if yeah. something's not working for you, find something else to promote yourself. That's my philosophy. My, my whole is- tagline for my adult life yeah. is focus on the solution, not the problem. That is that's really awesome. And what a lot of these the women, I think this is the year they really need to step it up even more, because since CMT's made that decision, we both know that when you look at videos that they play at both sides, mm-hmm. that there's like ten times, ten to fifteen times more men that they that they've let through than the women. Well, this tells me that there's no way they're going to play Miranda's carries that much more. To equal, so so there's going to be at least fifteen to twenty new spots this year alone that will make it through the CMT cut. So I think this is the year that some of these women could really blossom if they really focus hard. Because of because again, I think them going fifty fifty is open going to open a lot more doors because you can't just play the, the ones that they let through all the time. Right, and and you. You know, listen, I don't spend my business hours, like, over-contemplating this and thinking about it. I think we have to always remember that there's always going to be issues out there in this industry and things that need Mm -hmm. to be addressed and things that collectively as a whole, you know, the larger percentage of people will agree that more women should have airplay on the radio. We We all know that it's been spoken and put out into the universe, but I don't think we should just spend all of our time focused on that as women, you know, actions speak louder than words, get out there, make good music, you know, make sure you're working as hard as you can to get it out there through every Avenue possible that you have. Don't spend all Mm -hmm. your time trying to be the, 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 uh, the, the, project leader of let's get women on radio. <laughs> I think if we, we all just really focus on doing our best job, th- th- those doors are going to open. There's a lot of people in this yeah. industry that are working behind the scenes to help make that happen. But we, mm-hmm. we have a job to do. We need to get to the females out there and speak to them. Not just say, hey, can you call yeah. in the radio station? Like explain <laughs> to the fans what's going on. You know, yeah, take exactly. that time. You, you can have an indie artist. I, I work with this one young lady. She's amazing. And she literally uh, created a group of all her fans and goes in there every week and talks with them and asks them what they want to hear and, you know, talks to them about real life stuff. You know, we can't just gloss ourselves over like we're, you know, like, like we're glossy. We all go to bed at night and lay our heads down on pillow, whether it's on a tour bus or in a bed, you know, so you have, 
if you make a decision as an artist to become an artist, then you're also making a decision to take responsibility for your career. And I want to I want to say this. I've been looking for the right platform to share this with. So thank you, Chris. <laughs> Your your responsibility as an artist is is a big responsibility. If you mm-hmm. have somebody who is under contract working for you or helping you um, with whatever, making promotions, helping with booking, you better darn well celebrate them. You know, you better mm-hmm. be thankful for the work. You are not entitled to that because you're a good singer or you're a good performer or somebody told mm-hmm. you that you're the most promising person they've ever heard. Your biggest obligation and responsibility is to take care of the people that are working for Mm. you and with you and alongside of you. They are your priority because without them, you have nothing. Yeah, the the show doesn't go on without them. Correct, correct, and everybody starts somewhere. So you might start off, let's say, on social media making a, a, a Facebook page and only have 200 people. Those 200 people are the most important person to you as an artist. You better be Amen paying attention to, to them, talking to them, letting them know who you are, and they need to know that every one of them is important to you, and most importantly, that, that you appreciate them. Not just asking them for funds when you need to do your next project, not just popping up when it's time for, for you to – you know, uh, have the big appearance and need everybody to share it out. You need to be there for your fans all the time. And I've been wanting to share that in some sort of mm-hmm. a public forum. And hopefully some people will listen because it's, it's, it's very important. I see a lot of entitlement going on out there. Mm-hmm. And we are nothing on the industry side. And the artists are nothing without the fans. Yep. Period. Exactly. Did now, you watch what do you the think about? <laughs> now, what do you think about the whole um... – digital movement because um i've got people that that i talk to and they're like i'll never pay for music again how do we change that perception or do we ever has that ship been sailed well who's the jerk that said they'll never buy music again and that's not a fan of music or the artist that put it out there that's not somebody i even want to talk to (laughs) there's i've actually ran and, and when i'm if you talk on the street to people and they're they're like oh and I and I've talked to a bunch of people on the street just just by striking conversations and we get the music mm-hmm. and so when you know do you you know what about all this you know do you buy some of the music oh no I Spotify it and, okay and and, and that's okay a lot. Uh, now I see where you're going okay I misunderstood your your question so what do I think about that so I think you you know I'll go back to what I said initially as an artist you're an artist but you are a business if you have made a decision to go into the Mm -hmm. music industry. And when you are starting out and you are building your brand and Mm -hmm. you are building your music catalog and you are building your fan base, there are going to be things out there that you're going to be like, oh, why are they making all that money? At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. just understand that just like any business, you have to pay your dues, number one, and number Mm -hmm. two, you have to invest in yourself. So – there's nothing that we can change about the way digital distribution is right now. You know, yeah. when, when an artist puts their music out there through any of those companies, whether it's CD Baby or whether it's TuneCore, which are public platforms or DistroKid, or you, you put your music out with Joe or you put your music out with me on corporate distribution, mm-hmm. what, however mm-hmm. you put it out there, they, they're all in bed together, so to speak. 
So, yeah. you know, even YouTube is in partnership with distribution right now. True. So you can't change that. That was a business move on behalf of yeah. all of these retail companies that <laughs> share your music out if you distribute it. What you need mm-hmm. to do is just focus on marketing your music as best yeah. you can. If you've got money to invest, then work with the right people to help you market the music out there. You know, you can't, you can't, there's just things in business you can't change. Yeah, And we can sit there all day, Chris, and jump up and down and go, that's not fair. Well, little Susie, not everything in life is fair. You know, know, Joe Joe Kelly had a good uh, thing about that because I asked him the same question on that one. And he said, and his exact word, he said that he said that ship's been sailed. He says you, he says you, he says unless something changes, you'll never make a living off of your music from this point. He says, but like you just said, he says, but because of the tools, if you're not signed with the label, he says, he said we're moving into a into a you know, of independence where in the, there's no reason that, that through live shows and merchandise that independents can't make one or two hundred thousand dollars profit. Because mm-hmm. of the tools that we have out there, hundred percent agree so he, with you. So he, so he says, now you just have to change your focus. He says it's great; people can hear you on Spotify. You're you're probably never going to live on that. He says unless you're a big artist, you're you're just not going to live on oh, <laughs> on on that. Chris, Chris, that's the bottom line. As an independent artist, when you go mm-hmm. into the record studio into your recording studio to make your music you should uh-huh. know that that's an investment in your career it is not mm-hmm. an investment on a return on investment if it happens yeah. great but the reality is is that making music today for an independent mar- for an independent artist the focus should be making the best music i can because that's how i'm building my brand you're marketing yourself with the music you put out there <clears throat> so as independents, if they want to eventually get signed to a label, what must an independent artist show to get someone like your attention? Okay, so major labels, um, that's, that's, that's a different realm. You know, if your goal okay. is to well, get to a both. major label, then just like any other business, you're going to have to move up through the ranks. Major labels are going to look at bottom line. <laughs> They're going to be looking at return on investment, period. Mm-hmm. If we bring you into our label, are we going to be able to make money on this person? And that's the reality, and I don't, that's not a bad thing. That is yeah. not a bad thing. The major labels are willing to invest, but they need to, they, they, just like any other business venture or a new partnering, so to speak, they're going to look at the reality of, is this somebody who's going to present a return on investment? That same mentality trickles down to mid-level or, or, um, or, or absolutely you know, brand-new, bare-bone indie labels. Um, mm-hmm. What do I look for? Because I'm not going to speak for other people. What I look for, yeah. number one, is, is that artist working as hard as I work. Because if we're going to mm-hmm. be working together to help raise up their <coughs> career, they need to mm-hmm. be putting in as much time and effort in their day as I am. And, and I, I don't say that lately. That's just, I'm not going to work harder than you. Even yeah. if I'm making money, I'm not working harder <laughs> than you. If you want this, you need to work as hard as I am. Um, I, think, I, think it's, I think for an indie looking to get signed by a label, um, that's an individual choice. I think it's not yeah. something, I see a lot of people out there saying, well, you know, you, don't, you shouldn't ever go with an indie label, and then there's some people that see the value in it. I think that's an, mm-hmm. that's an individual um, 
that would be an individual um, decision to make for yourself as an artist. You know, what yeah. is the label offering? Are they are they marketing you? You know, are they are you, mm. are they doing public relations for you? You have to look at what your goals are as a business, and and mm-hmm. if that that label is going to contract you in a way that you're going to align your goals together to to grow in success, that's a good choice for you. But if you're an artist and you're looking to get signed to a label because you want them to pay for your music and you want them <laughs> to pay for your new hairstyle and your dressing and that's, you shouldn't be on the label because the, the person that's good for a label is a person who really, really wants to make, you know, um, their music a full-time career. That's not mm-hmm. to say, however, I am friends with many independent artists that navigate their careers completely independently. They don't want to mm-hmm. work with other people. They want to be, they want to be the captain of their own ship, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so getting into a label would be a choice that you make. I think the most important thing that you have to realize is if they're a good label, they're going to tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Um, I had a, listen, Chris, six years, five, five years ago, there was this guy from my home state, no less. He sent an EPK into the label and, and, and I guess nobody looked at it. It got overlooked. So he, he found my, Facebook and he sent me a message and I can't believe you people are so rude. Nobody got back to me and I apologized. And I said, you know what? I personally, I'm going to go into the email, find it, and I'm going to look at it and and we can have a call and give me three days. He calls me in three days and I said, thank you for sending in your EPK. I'm going to be honest with you. I said, (laughs) I hear a great tone in your voice, but I can tell by listening to your tracks, one of two things, either they were not produced professionally and that's my first tip to you is before you send any more EPKs out mm-hmm. to people you need to be making a, a higher quality uh, product um, mm-hmm. and number two is I, I heard a lot of pitchiness in your vocals and that leads me to believe that you might need some vocal coaching which by the way I'm very happy to help you find the right person and mm-hmm. he called me he called me a really horrible name it's, it's, a, oh, it's, wow. it's one of those it's one of those cuss words that most people cringe and hung up the phone and then went on a, on wow. a Facebook rant about what a horrible human being I was. And I was like, well, good. I did my job then if he's that mad because I told him the truth. Yeah. And truth and authenticity <laughs> always went out. So you have to be open to if, – if you want to be a part of a label and you want other people to grow and work with you and help you grow, you also have to be open-minded and willing to understand that they are there to run a business. They're always going to yeah. speak the truth to you whether you like it or not. So. It takes it takes a very strong person, strong character to get into this business and stay in this business. It's it's not an easy task. Yeah, because you didn't tell the person he he didn't have what it took. You actually mm-hmm. told him some great. I mean, you actually told him some great stuff that if he mm-hmm. would take to heart, he could change his whole career. Or find success, and let's talk about success for a minute, because the reason you asked me that question, artists always have this aspiring notion that I've got to get signed to a big label. That's, come on, it's reality. And I don't blame yep, artists exactly. for having that thought process. That's a great yeah. goal. It's a, it's a wonderful goal to have. You know, you and Joe but, think alike. <laughs> Joe and I need to have coffee. So my, my, <laughs> yeah, my thing about... My my thing. One of the best lessons I had. Thank you for sharing yours earlier. Best. It wasn't even advice. My, mm. my the first time I went to Nashville when I got into the music industry, I did. I I I was at CMT Studios when they were still downtown, and 
I, I was filming a PSA for a veteran cause. And one of the artists that I invited in, he was from Atlanta, and he was staying with a musician friend of his in uh, – he was staying with him in, in East Nashville, and he brought him along because he didn't have a car. So this guy, I didn't know who he was. He was sitting in the back of the room all day. Just when we weren't filming, he was picking on his guitar, and I just thought he was nice, and I'm a nice person. And I went up and I said, wow, you know, thanks for bringing Sam. I'm Jill, and I'm from Heart Songs, and you are. And we introduced, and we ended up having dinner that night, friendly dinner. Mm-hmm. And I had the best lesson I could have ever had for myself going into this industry. So we're mm-hmm. sitting there and, and, and waiting for our food to come. And I said, so what do you do for a living? And he looked at me and he said, I'm a musician. I said, I know, but what do you do for a living? I'm a musician. And I looked <laughs> at him and I said, okay, I'm from New Jersey. Sometimes I don't filter the Southern Bellway. How do you pay for your bills? And he said, mm-hmm. I'm a musician, and I looked at him and I said, "You mean you get paid for that bleep?" And and he and he said, "Yeah." And I was, and I said, "My goodness!" I said, "You're the first like artist that I've met that that is successful like that." I said, "How did you because yeah, that's find a success. success?" Exactly. And I said, "So how did you get so successful that you actually can live in a house that you bought and take vacations?" And he said, "You know, I made a decision." He was in his 40s at the time, and he said, I made a decision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shout him out, too. Give him a shout-out. He probably won't hear our, yeah. our blog. He's on the road somewhere. But yeah. he goes, I made a decision when I got when I knew that this was what I wanted to do, that I wasn't going mm-hmm. to try to aspire to be the next big arena singer. I, I hope that wow. would happen. But I wanted to yeah. put my focus on delving into every aspect of this business that I could, learning as much mm-hmm. as I could. He said, so I, I got involved with NSAI. I became a songwriter. I then, wow. you know, uh, I play guitar. I, I, I took, you know, I went to school for guitar. I became an adjunct professor at MTSU. Um, I do speaking seminars. Oh, and I tour, you know, 200 days out of mm-hmm. the year internationally. And, you know, it really set the bar for myself that success isn't based on what other people say success is. Success as an artist or someone in this music industry mm-hmm. really needs to be what you define as success. So I will tell you Amen. this right now. Chris Benton, I am a success. That is awesome. And you know what? The reason why I said you and everything you're saying, Joe has said almost on our interview. And what I really picked up on just recently, just now, was that was something that Joe really hit hard on. He says, I, he says, I know some many people who you'll never hear their name, but, they're, but they are making one hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty thousand a year, and mm-hmm. you never know it. But mm-hmm. They're happy. They, they, they've got the, they don't want a label. They don't want, yep. the, they don't want to do a show every single night of the week. They, mm-hmm. they have built a base of followers where they put out music. They buy the music. They they do several shows a week. Did they keep a balance? They got families, and they're making money. He said that's a success. Right. Well, I think I think success is determined by what you value for yourself, and I make no apologies for continuing to find future success for myself and the people around me that are working right alongside me as hard as I am. You know, that's yeah. the responsibility I've taken on. So I actually practice what I preach to other people. Artists have mm-hmm. a responsibility to their team. I have a responsibility to my team. So with that yeah. being said, I want to give a heartfelt thank you and 
show of gratitude to some of the people that, you know, really it. make me look like a rock star every day. And so shout out to Kat Lauer, Brittany Stearns, Robin Beers, to my amazing artists and to awesome colleagues like you and, and, and people that are supporting the artists that I work with. Thank you, because together, you know, we're helping these artists, um, you know, reach, reach the goals that, that hopefully they've set for themselves and we've worked alongside them, helping them grow. And, and bottom line is the artist's job is to make good music and to work as hard as they possibly can without expecting other people to do the work for them. Yep. You, you, have to, you have to just work hard and accept the grace and the mercy of all the beautiful things that happen. And when you have those tough days, that's when you dig your heels in and you keep working harder. Amen. That's where we're at now, and that's why we've been picking – I mean, again, we've done, I think, 22 or 23 um, shows this year already, <laughs> and we've mm-hmm. done three last year. So we're way uh, – you know, and the, the goal was to start 2020 – with a great 2020 vision. Well, did congratulations it. to New Country Buzz. I mean, I've watched you grow, and I'm proud of you guys. I'm so happy for you. I watched you. You were doing artist features, and now you're doing shows, and, you know, just continue to keep doing good work, and, uh, you know, you'll always have my support, and, you know, and, and I want to throw this out there into the universe. You know, if you have the beef mm-hmm. with somebody, keep it off the social media. Not a good look for yep. you if you go onto the social Amen. media and you start you know, griping about people. It's just, it's just, first of all, it's non-productive. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. even though you're trying to evoke empathy and pity, really all you're <laughs> going to evoke is what I'm looking at you doing, going, really, that's what your day is spent doing, crying about things <laughs> on social media. You know, again, focus on solutions, not problems. Go, go. If you don't like something, go fix it for yourself. Don't try to attack and hurt people along the way. I used to be I used to be a victim in this industry, and I will tell you right now that no one will ever victimize me again. And 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 I don't say that in in the form of a threat. It's more of a, you know, you only let people hurt you if you allow them to hurt you. Yeah. So. And you know what? Stace, I think we can leave it at that note. You're you did so awesome. I can't even imagine this going any more than what it is. The goal was. Well, thank you so much always within for the 60 opportunity. Minutes. You, I mean, I, this fired me up. I'm ready to get out there and well, kick good. some butt. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. <laughs> and I want to thank, I want to thank you for doing such a great job, and and uh, and congratulations to all the artists that get an opportunity to to be a part of what you guys are doing. And I appreciate it on behalf of all my artists. So thank you so much to you and Sandy. All right, thank you, and we will talk with you real soon. Okay, bye bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed that show. Boy, that was a power-packed show today. Man, I didn't see this one coming at all, but I'm glad some of the stuff that was said was said. Tomorrow, we got Jessica Lynn. going to be a great show. No show Friday. Sandy and I have got to do some marriage stuff. We're doing a marriage conference for Valentine's Day that we're attending the EXO conference. Um, got to keep the balance. Can't do all work and no play, so we've got to work on marriage stuff, too and all that. But again, until tomorrow, we'll talk to you soon.